everyone. You are listening to Single Moms on Film. I am Jen McGuire, writer and retired breeder, and I am being joined by Sarah McCarthy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, thank you. So Sarah is, if it's okay for me to say, expecting her first baby and looks super incredible, like the kind of nice, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it makes me a bit mad. It makes me a bit mad. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, you know what, Sarah, we'll move on from it. It's fine. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah, thanks. Congratulations to you, I guess. Um, So Sarah, tell us a little bit about your experience with single motherhood and a little bit about you. Sure. Um, So I grew up with a single mother. I am not a single mother. Uh, Hopefully he does not leave me before the baby comes. I don't foresee oh, that I'm happening. Right. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> oh, you look great. You're fine. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that won't be the problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom had uh, five kids. So I'm the second youngest of her five. Um, and then another one from my father. So um, lots and lots of kids in the family and my aunt was a single mom and just long line of single mothers in my family you know I'm and I actually stopped myself from doing the thing that I've actually decided my very very late in the year 2021 New Year's resolution is to stop gasping when people say they have a lot of children because I have four children and I'm so tired of people sounding like you've told them you know you were in a car accident (laughs) instead of sharing the best people in my whole life, you know, so f- single mom of five kids, that's no, that's no easy gig for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I could see, yeah, I mean, I get that. What, you know, what was that like with your mom? Like, do you, okay, we're going to get into it. All right. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're close <laughs> to your mom. Like you like her all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're friends as much as you can be friends with your mom, I guess. Absolutely. That you actually know? tells me right there that she did a good job because you're not yeah. like, she's my best friend. And no. <laughs> every day together. Yeah. It's like, you're friendly. You yeah, know, you're friendly. for sure. That's good. That's healthy to me. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, no, she, she had a rough life to tell you the truth with um, just not great at choosing men. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she was. It had two boys and then uh, divorced that first guy. And then my father already had a daughter uh, and then they had three more. And then when I was four, so when my younger sister was, oh, I don't know if she was, I think she was three by then, yeah. two or three. Anyway, so yeah, so she raised uh, five kids all under the age of 12 by herself. Yeah. yeah. So luckily my grandparents moved to, uh, we ended up all moving to Nova Scotia when I was yeah. really young. And uh, luckily my grandparents moved there too. So it was like, it wasn't so bad. It was a big family kind of, everybody was around. Oh, that's nice. Actually, that was a yeah. little bit like my upbringing. My mom, I was raised oh, nice. by a single mom as well. Um, yeah. And there was me and then she married a guy and had my two brothers. I like the way I said there was me, like that was the immaculate conception. Yeah. Um, I appeared. And then uh, other things happened. No, so she had me um, when she was 19 and then she married a fella and they were together for a very brief period of time. And then we moved in with my grandparents 
and various aunts and uncles who yeah. was, because everybody was pretty young. So everybody's sort of circulating through the house. And, you know, it was, it was fun for me. I, I don't know if it was fun for, for the adults in the house. It was great for me. I loved it. There was always someone to make you a sandwich. Yeah. Right. Somebody to make fun of you a little, which I think <laughs> really gave me something, you know, which I, I actually really appreciate now because, uh, you know, it's uh yeah I could take the teasing yeah, that exactly. was definitely that was one thing my mom like I I don't know if this is a single mother thing but if you ever went to her to say like oh you know Colin's teasing me or whatever she's like okay we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah <laughs> I mean I do think I and you know it'll be interesting to hear how how you're doing as a mom and how much that sort of go you take on that on in your own uh, parenting because there is triage that happens um you know it's like worst case gets taken care of and I'm sorry if you said your brother doesn't like your socks I don't I I what are you telling me this for I why would I care about that yeah and uh you know I do remember one thing with my kids they still talk about it like it's traumatic for them when I was in the bathtub I would say pee outside. I am in here for half an hour. You are, we live at the end of a dead end street. Do not knock on that door for 20, maximum 30 minutes. Yep. Pee outside. If you're that desperate that you can't, you know, you little wild animals, you can't handle yourself for the next half hour unless someone's broken a bone. So you, there's no knocking on the door to tell me someone's bugging you. There's none of that. It's, that is my half an hour. And, uh, they still will not knock on the door if I'm, <laughs> they're grown men and they're still like, I'm not risking it. She, that's good training. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome, their girlfriends, because they are thoughtful guys. So it's, it's uh, not such a bad thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sarah, tell me about the movie you chose for us to discuss as one of your sort of, uh, the one that you related to the most, I guess we could say as, um, as a single mom on film. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the one that I related to the most, but it's the one that like really stuck. Like when we first started talking, it was the one that really popped into my head. Yeah. Um, I, my family had a video store growing up. So, um, <gasps> the, yeah, it was so really, cool. Oh, it was so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh, it was me. We had Blockbuster and, and right? those, those, yeah, you know, we were like, better we, than Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, listen, I already felt like I offended you because I have to say a little, like we had a convenience store at the corner and like walking there to get your little bag of treats and yep. your movie, you know, as much as I am appreciative of streaming, nothing can compare. It's honestly, it does, like it's it's so different. And I I try to choose movies in the same way that I did growing up because yeah. like so the way our our store was called Five Star Video because she had five kids, so five stars. Nice. <laughs> your mom needs your own show. <laughs> I know, right? I know, <sighs> honestly. Um, so oh, there's so much more to that story, but I'll I'll yeah, stick yeah, yeah. With this part right now. Um, and one of the things that we had over 2000 movies, um, it was just like packed. It was so much. And, you know, if, if, if you remember the way that it, it used to work was that you'd have the, the VHS jackets yes. and then you'd like, you'd look at a picture, they were organized by genre. And then you'd look at the picture and you'd read the back and 
that's how you kind of choose your movie. So like, yeah. I try to still do it that way as much as possible without, I mean, sometimes I will go to Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and look at the ratings yeah. and all that, but it's so nice to just go, I like the look of that artwork and yeah. I'm going to read the little blurb and that's the movie to, that I'm going to choose. I'm going to stick idea. it through. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's really fun because when you think about the movie you chose, which is Baby Boom, yes, Baby Seven, <laughs> the cover art is not in front of me right now, but I can picture it perfectly. She's wearing a relatively ill-fitting skirt suit and some mid-level heat, like mid-height heels, and she's holding a baby like a football, looking <laughs> exhausted with a briefcase, and she's just got because it's Diane Keaton, and she's just got that quintessential Diane Keaton look on her face, you know, just yeah. so kind of frustrated and eye roll. And yeah, I would I would have just read the back, and what the back would have said. If we're going to paraphrase, do you want to, do you want to just sort of give a little quick synopsis or do you want to? Okay. Let me see if I can do it. (laughs) I think you you have the training. You've been training your whole life for this moment. Okay. So we've got Diane Keaton who plays uh, JC Wyatt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, And she is a New York career woman in the eighties. Uh, she's known as the tiger lady and I believe she works at, I, I couldn't gather exactly, but I think it's an, an advertising firm, you know, and, uh, she is about to get a huge promotion and then she gets a call from a very distant cousin who has an inheritance for her. It turns out to be a one ish year old yeah they never really say and she's (laughs) very confusing because sometimes she seems like she's two and other times she seems like she can't move at all exactly so I don't know what age don't let that frighten you I'm sure you (laughs) will not have these very confusing ages that That goes back and forth like no idea very bad she's like one one minute she's talking and the next minute it's like she can't stand yeah (laughs) no exactly Um, so yeah so she gets this baby and uh, her boyfriend leaves her and she's now a single mom and her career starts crumbling because she chose the mom life and she moves to the country and then her life becomes a fantasy (laughs) it absolutely does and the thing is she when she first meets this baby so one of my favorite things is the I, I the voiceover at the very beginning. So there's somebody, there's this woman who sounds massively familiar to me, and I cannot believe I didn't look it up. Her, oh, I did look it up. Um, it's escaping me right now. I hate that. And I don't yeah. like to Google. You know? I know. Me, I like to I wonder. Like to I like to wonder. Things. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wanted to say Candace Bergen. It's Candace Bergen adjacent or esque, I would say. Yeah, she wasn't like a household name. That's why it's not sticking in my mind. Yeah. Um, but anyway. But anyway, yeah. so she does this voiceover at the beginning, and it's really oh, and I should say the movie, by the way, just if you're wondering if if any of our uh listeners are trying to sort of get a picture in their mind without actually watching it, it's written by Nancy Myers. Yeah. And if you know a Nancy Myers movie, you know that you know what the last half of the movie looks like because that woman has the aesthetic that I think is sort of universal we all love it she knows exactly she knows exactly the way to my heart that's for sure Um, but it was directed by her now ex-husband Charles Shire so 
they, uh, yeah, there's very much a look to the movie. But anyways, at the very beginning, there's a voiceover and it's doing this whole thing talking about uh, the women's movement and how it's changed and how, you know, they've gone from diapers to boardrooms or something like babies to boardrooms or something. And like, it's a little bit ridiculous that they, these women think they can work and be doctors and lawyers. Yeah. And they think it's really funny. So at the very beginning, it's sort of satisfying to watch now that part anyways, because you think, oh, we actually have come quite far. Um, and then, yeah. And then. Well, but then this, the first part, like that whole montage, yeah. it was just making me laugh with the like, it was mostly women walking down a busy New York street in their like yeah. power suits and sneakers. And, and like, so fast, so yeah, fast, so fast, so fast. And the voiceover said something like um, that they had overturned a thousand years of tradition or yeah. something with women. And I was like, I don't think women have been separated from working for a thousand years no I don't think so and I don't know that they were like they finally made it into the boardroom after a thousand years was there been like 30 I think maybe let's let's give it a minute you know like let's actually do the math on that one but um so as she is as JC who by the way I have to say I love right away oh yeah when they're showing her she's not when she says she's the tiger lady she is the most Diane Keaton of Tiger Lady she could possibly be. She is the loveliest person. The she's way she funny. leans into people. Yeah, she, like, is. she just likes everyone. And she's I know. fun and sweet and works hard and clearly loves what she's doing. So I'm like, I don't see a lot that needs to be changed here. Like, I quite like her. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, there's the ticking time bomb of, the, bomb of the baby who's now flying in the also, can we just say, cutest baby outfits. Oh, oh, I know everything, everything that kid wears. I'm like, who is dressing you, Downton Abbey? Like <laughs> everything she wears is just like it's one of the children and one of the invisible children in Downton Abbey. Yeah. But um, so anyway, she has this meeting with Fritz, her boss, who tells her he would like her to be a partner, and he does explain to her, you know, I hope you you don't want to have a baby because you know. Women can't have whatever they want. You can't have it all. And she says, yeah. I don't want it all. I don't want it all. And I thought, I'm a little worried we haven't come that far from that. Like, well, it's know. true. Like, as so, this is my first. And I didn't think that I wanted to have kids until just a few years ago. And part of it was that I was like, I don't want to give up everything because you can't have it all. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm, what life is going to look like after I have my child, but like trying to figure out how to like for so many, and I'm 38. So like, I am late in the game mm-hmm. and, um, but I, I put it off for so long because I mean, first of all, I wasn't sure, but also it was, it was really like trying to wrap my head around, like, how do I do all of the things that I love? Like I'm an yeah. actor, but I also, um, you know, sometimes work in marketing. So like how do you how do you do all that and still make sure that your kid has the best life so oh. i i don't think that we've come no really and actually that far. There's, a, there's a scene later on in the movie that ties into this that i actually thought was really important and it's just a slide in scene and it's um so when you know after die well i'll get to it event no no you know what it's okay fritz actually does say to her because initially he says i can have it all 
I have yeah. my wife at home and she's doing whatever it is she does at home, like kind of who cares what she's doing at home, but she's got it organized. But then there's this kind of, it's, I wouldn't call it a tender moment, but this moment of a reality check where he actually says to JC, I don't have it all. Yeah. I don't even know how many grandchildren I have. Right, I have yeah. to make a choice. And I think that's, there. there is that too. I think maybe women if I'm going to generalize here, I think women maybe feel it differently, but mm-hmm. we're all making that choice. You know, right. like that's just the way, unfortunately uh, it works. But like for me, for instance, my, my career quote unquote is just sort of started taking off a little bit in my mid forties because I had yeah. my oldest when I was 21 and I just sort of worked to, you know, figure it out until then. And uh, I certainly don't regret that, but you know, I'm, behind the eight ball like that's just the way it goes because I had to raise kids so but there is it is sort of interesting to see I think that was supposed to be a bit of a cultural moment in that Mm -hmm. movie where it was like now here's the shift but it's 2021 and I don't know that we've shifted that much particularly after the pandemic when oh I know when so many moms oh my gosh I mean I feel like I was working in um in a, a marketing office when it hit and it's, which is mostly women, you know, there were 40, I, I think there were like 46 employees and maybe five men yeah. worked in the office. And when it was like those two weeks at the very beginning, when we're working from home and going like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, And the women with children were the ones that were volunteering to say like, look, if you need to furlough people, I can't do this. So please furlough me. And, um, and then it's all of the younger women who don't have uh, kids and, you know, other partners and whatever that are just taking on all of the work. Um, And then, uh, yeah, they laid off like tons of women because they're just like, I can't, I can't juggle all of this. I can't teach my kids at home. I can't, I can't do all of this. So I, then they I, end up losing their jobs. You know, I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what your mom would have done. Yeah. You know, I, with any, any, any mom, I, I really, that's a whole other podcast, but it is right. I know yeah. my gosh, my heart really, really goes out uh, to those women. But speaking of men in the office, mm-hmm. can we just pause briefly on James Spader? <laughs> I didn't remember him being that cute. Yes, I know. He's so cute. But is he ever not an asshole? Like, I'm worried that he's not a good person in real life. James Spader, reach out. If if you are a good person, please let us know. Because I'm starting to worry there's something genuinely wrong with you. You're just, every movie he is in, he is such a snake. Right, I know. I fully believe him. So in this movie, he's sort of, I guess what would be called like a, uh, like a second in command to yeah. JC. And of course he sneaks in spader like, and just <laughs> starts taking over when she's trying to ra- raise the baby who, by the way, we should point out, she does try to give up for adoption. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's we actually a really that great scene. <laughs> yeah. We skipped over a lot of the important <laughs> stuff in the beginning when she really, really does not want a baby. And boy, do I believe her that she, Oh yeah. Yeah. She has, zero interest she has zero natural feeling she doesn't just like oh I I just have this maternal instinct like she doesn't even know how to carry that kid that is so stressful 
I gotta say, they didn't set her up for success though, with not giving her a stroller. That's her, suit, her, her suitcases didn't have wheels. Just buy a stroller. Just buy a stroller. You will have a free arm. What are you doing? You just need a stroller. Yeah, and take that belt off. You can't breathe in a belt that tight. God. <laughs> Her waist gets smaller oh, as the movie goes the- on. I'm like, eat some of that organic baby food. Do something. <laughs> Honey, your waist, that's not healthy. And then especially yeah. with the like the massive shoulder pads as well. It's quite a it's quite an aesthetic, I have to say. Yeah. But, um, so she really does not bond with Elizabeth as the baby's name. Elizabeth, also, yeah. they chose the human version, modern version, I guess, of the Gerber baby. That oh, baby. Yeah. I hope that's what your baby looks like. That's oh, what I'm going Those are the vibes I'm going to put out for you because Please. who would not love that baby? I, right? Babies. Everyone would look after that baby. Oh yeah. I would <laughs> listen. I'll babysit. No problem. I mean, I might for, I might for a baby that's not that cute too, but I might hesitate, you know, right? yeah. it might be like, uh, I don't know, but that baby, I'd be like, I'm going to come over and I'm going to play dress up with that baby. Yeah, and dress her in as they did in the movie. Like every outfit, that kid's outfit, every outfit she wore. I'm like, I would wear an adult version of that. Yes, I know, right? Wonderful the pea coats and like, oh, oh I know. And oh. then her little Irish fisherman knit sweater she wears. Like she's so cute. So, so cute. yeah. So JC is not interested. She has a meeting and she has this line that I actually seem to remember because I would have been in my teens when this came out. And I think the line they played on TV all the time, like as the movie was coming out, was, I can't have a baby. I have a 1230 meeting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's supposed to be like, look at this heartless bitch. She's not even going to take care of some baby that she had to like sign over at the airport. And so she doesn't have to change diapers. And Okay, are diapers still like that? Because that really scared me. Oh, diapers are, I actually thought she did a really good job of, of the confusion, but you've seen diapers, right? Like you're all right. I mean, I've seen diapers, but like. I'm not going to lie, Sarah, this... practice a little, practice a little. Okay, all right, all right. Is they, now, newborns don't squirm. Okay. Oh my God, this makes me feel like such a sage right now. I'm I'll so take excited. all of the advice. I know, I'm so excited. So I would recommend a little practice because when the baby first comes they're little and they don't move but they're so squishy you know that you're kind of freaked out by them so you're yeah. like always afraid of now are you going to do like cloth diapers or I didn't I did uh, at the beginning I think I'm going to do disposable because I don't I, I got enough to worry about I and agree. then yeah. I would like to hopefully fingers crossed move on to cloth diapers oh yeah and cloth are so much easier especially when they get past that like new stage when they're you know, their business is extra gross right? Yeah. in the early years. And then it gets gross again. And then yeah. it's well, that's when I want to do a diaper service where I just literally take it off, put it in a bag. Oh yeah. Somebody takes it from my porch and I don't have to worry about anything. No, that's the dream. I don't, I don't know angels, if I'm right. I would not want that job. I would never do that. <laughs> Thank God there are people who will. Yeah, Thank, yeah, you know, whatever. I gotta still see how much they're charging because it's probably more than I want. I mean, spend, I gotta it's tell the you, dream to do it. Seven million dollars, right? I know. One day of that, like, yeah. I would no way. But she does struggle with the diaper, and I do really love. I thought it was genius when she weighs the baby at the fruit because <laughs> she's looking because it, it's all by weight, and like, how the hell would you know what a baby weighs? Yeah, exactly. 
So she weighs the kid who sits there patiently holding onto the sides like it's a swing. I love it. And yeah. yeah. And so she takes her out home, puts her in diapers. The the boyfriend, who by the way, gives her about four minutes of eye-rolling sex at one point. So he's not really a loss. Yeah. You know, Harold Ramis, can we just say, like, oh, I just I love, love him. I love and I looked up, apparently, this might be his only role in a movie that he didn't also write. And that actually that makes just sense, an actor. Know? That yeah. really does, because when you think about it, what else? I mean, the Ghostbusters series, what, what else has Harold Ramis been in that he hasn't? No, he actually directed. Did he direct Ghostbusters? I can't remember. Oh, gosh, I have no idea. But yeah, so yeah, because he was Egon, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's great. He gives her four minutes of truly eye rolling. Like she literally, they show the clock. He says he'd like to make love in the, the grossest way possible. I know, right? I just, ugh. So he says that. They show the clock. Four minutes later, they're both putting their glasses back on. Close. They don't even take their robes off. No, <laughs> she's, and of course, because it's Diane Keaton, she's wearing 17 layers of clothing. So she's got her nightgown uh, yeah. and a car, a blouse and a cardigan. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's so totally ageless because to me, she looks the same from that yeah. movie to something's got to give. That's exactly. My husband said literally, because I made him watch it with me. Good job. And he said, right. I know. <laughs> he I like was that. like, I can't tell if she's 20 or 60. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I know. Just and it's Diane because of the you know, up to the chin clothing. Yeah. And then like, I think, I think when directors reach out to her, they say, listen, you can wear as much clothing as you want. We're just going to have to get you to take off the weird gloves and the top hat, you know, yeah. because that's what she loves in real life. Right. So, um, so yeah, so she's, they, they break up or whatever. And I, one of the first real tender moments in the movie for me is when, you know, because she doesn't really want the kid and, and she's really sweet, and, but she she does have this whole life and she does go to put her up for adoption to this morose couple from <laughs> the middle of nowhere. And uh, which, by the way, is I think where I live. Like I, they're probably from my <laughs> town because like, they look like all everyone I know. <laughs> no, I mean, no, sorry, cut that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, and they want to name her Fern which oh, I, yeah, actually right. don't, I don't even hate that. I, think. I know. I like the name. I'm like, oh, that's was, kind of nice. I know, but they, they're, they're sort of miserable. And she makes this impetuous decision where she's like, no, I'm going to keep her. And that's the, one of the first times where I'm like, that actually feels like real parenthood because you're not just sitting there weighing things out all the time. It's very intuitive, good and bad, you know, that you just make these decisions based on like, you just, you don't know why. It's like, it's just happening. And that's sort of one of the first times, uh, you know, that I really see her as a single mom. And, you know, the, uh-huh. the boyfriend, even when he leaves, she's just like, oh, no. Okay. Well, you know, okay. Well, you're going to have to go, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah. And, but the first, I should say that that wasn't sort of the first emotional one. It was when Elizabeth gets a little bit of a cold in the middle of the night. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they bond in this way that I think would feel very real to all moms, for sure. Um, I certainly remember with my boys, you know, you, you when one of them's sick and you, you sort of, you're up in the night and it's really, you know, you're frustrated and you just want to go, them to go to sleep, but then there's this kind of switch over that happens when it's just the two of you mm-hmm. and maybe you're in a rocking chair or whatever and you're just, 
you're so present in a way that you really can only be in the middle of the night. And I thought they did that beautifully. I thought she really, they just are sort of looking at each other and it was really, that was a nice moment. I liked that one. Yeah, that was nice. I agree. Yeah. So we go from there to her trying desperately to make it work with her business. That's like Sloan Peterson. And I don't even know. I, I can't yeah. remember the name of it. it doesn't <laughs> I don't know. Sloan it something. Sloan Spader and something, you know, <laughs> and she does start at one point kind of getting it to work. Technically she hires a nanny uh, who's Victoria Jackson. And oh yeah. Right. Um, and that doesn't work out, but she eventually finds a nanny who's miserable, but capable. So she can kind of trust that Elizabeth's going to be okay. She's at work. She takes her, she takes Elizabeth after meeting the super mommies, you know? The oh ones. yeah. I feel like that feels so, um, like that has not changed at all no, with the, the, right. Like the, the one upping each other and the mom guilt and, you know, like, like, if you don't get into the right preschool, you're not going to get into the right kindergarten. You're not going to get into the right prep school and, you know, whatever on and on and on. And your life is over if you oh, don't yeah. find the right daycare. And it's like, people are already telling me that they're like, you're not on a waiting list. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. what. <laughs> like, no. I'm going to tell you, I raised four nice boys. They're fine. They're, yeah. I've got to stop saying that, by the way. They're fine. They're lovely. They're genuinely <laughs> nice human beings. And I just, it's, it's almost actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. It's almost like a little bit of a free pass being a single mom of four kids because the expectation level is lower. Yeah. Right. So people don't think I'm going to have them in 17 different things. They're like, oh my God, you got one kid to swimming lessons. Good for you. And I took <laughs> it. I was like, yeah, good for me. I know that was incredible. So my advice is always aim for about a C plus in parenting because you don't want to get an A because your kids are going to be weird and they're yeah. not going to know how to deal with real life. You definitely don't want to flunk, but about a C plus B minus, yeah. you know, they know they're loved. They're, they're doing their thing. Uh, you know, they, they have some lessons sometimes, you know, whatever. It, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much um, about that advice. part. Yeah, I think so. C plus parenting. That's yeah. it. So, um, so yeah, so anyways, all of that happens, you know, she really tries, but she's utterly joyless when she's sort of technically making it with, you know, the center for advanced babies or whatever that place was called. Yeah, right. With the John Kennedy squash. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It was like Whoopi Goldberg. Like they're, they're yeah. holding up these like cue cards that make absolutely no sense to teach the baby. And they're like capital of Botswana you know, and there's <laughs> for like little one-year-olds. And then she finds out that she's been taken off this big thing that she wanted to do. And uh, this big, um, it's not a case, Sarah, help me. I know. Right. It's an account. Thank an account. you. Oh yeah. my God. Um, <laughs> so she gets taken off this account and she quits because she just doesn't want to do it. And again, impetuously decides to buy the most beautiful yellow farmhouse in Vermont it's so cute apple orchards and a big stone hearth in the kitchen which is not a good idea with a little baby <laughs> especially one who's really free range like Elizabeth is you know like she's either 
being constantly held in her mother's arms or just on the on the floor She's, yeah in a room that nobody's watching her yes <laughs> I'm like you know you you wouldn't I wouldn't mind if you tried a little harder than that you know yeah I know yeah but you know what that baby seems like pretty independent so yeah. well because she said that I know like how old is this baby oh can we go back for a second too because one thing I wanted to talk about was the like I get it it's 1987 but the montage of interviews with the like oh yes with the fucking racist was the like the woman in the hijab oh my god I forgot oh my god Uh, like holy shit that was racist (laughs) that was uh yeah like that unbelievable was so it's like okay well I think that we've come further than that but also yes, exactly like, it is really nice to to put <laughs> a pin in that and look and think well that was disgusting yeah let's hope no one's there yeah you're right about that right I was just like oh my god and like if you could like okay Nancy Myers right that, honey yeah but I mean 1987 like what was there was probably a war that was just happening or just starting like when the Gulf War was early 90s but oh, this is gonna this is gonna quiz me on this. <laughs> no. I'm not good at that anyway well, I just I was, couldn't I, I had to go back and talk about that oh so you're 100 so right. appalled yes yeah oh no that anyway. was disgusting and disgusting. actually and it was supposed to be funny no of color in that movie either there was no no, no there were like two black women and uh and then the super racist women in in the hijab yes and um not that she point out the depiction of yes exactly exactly. (laughs) the depiction was interesting that's for sure so i'm gonna let you so i have gotten us up to she's leaving she's bought a car Mm -hmm. she's putting elizabeth in her appropriate irish fisherman knit sweater Again, I I can't help it. I mean, I'm ready for Elizabeth to have her own clothing line because like her stuff is really cute. And uh, and then they get in the car and they go off to Vermont. So you can take it away, Sarah. Okay, so this is kind of where it feels like my life, my childhood growing up. Yeah. Because we grew up in, um, or I grew up in a 200 year old old captain's house um <gasps> in Nova Scotia it burned down so it, it wasn't great but fires <laughs> write your life yes she did oh she my did. god fancy no yeah it was she was she only wrote the first half of it I didn't get the like lovely second <laughs> half yet yet yeah you're not there yet you're having a baby yeah yeah we'll that's, see that's that. when it all happens that's when <laughs> that's when it comes full circle right yeah exactly <laughs> So she moves to Vermont very much like the house I grew up in, in that there were like the big fireplaces and yeah. there were fruit trees on our property and not, we didn't have an orchard. Yeah. Um, and her place is just falling apart because oh, yeah. she buys it sight unseen, Yeah, you know? So she, um, what is it? There's like the well goes dry. The, there's a hole in the roof drain oh, yeah. of, snowstorm um and the it's the same guy who's the plumber okay, who's yeah. the roofer who's and he's the, in everything he he's one everything. of those guys he yeah. was in like uh another one of my oh he's just been in everything he's just one of those guys yeah and that guy all he ever says is like yep nope nope <laughs> yep, yeah. nope 
I think I've dated him yeah. several times. I think, and it went well. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind that. Monosyllabic yeah, exactly. is fine. That's no problem. <laughs> yeah. So she does, when the well went, runs dry, that's a stressor. That's, that's, that's the, I feel like that was the, was that the final straw when she's just like, she, yeah. oh yeah, it is. So yeah, she yeah. has like a complete meltdown yeah. and she's like, I'm out of money. She spent all of her money buying the house and then doing all of these expensive repairs. He says that the well it's going, he's going to, she's going to have to tap into the town line. Um, and then she faints and she wakes up and she's in Sam Shepard's office. Okay. So I'm going to let you give me your opinion on (laughs) Sam Shepard before I mouth off. Go ahead. Okay. So my, when I think of Sam Shepard, I think of like, like, um, like a nice guy, good looking, whatever. And then I see him in this movie and I was like, oh, he's not very good looking, <laughs> which is like, it, not that you have to be good looking. He's, you know, but like. The expectation level is there for Diane Keaton. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, exactly. yeah. So anyway, so he, but he is still like a gentle kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I like him, um, but it, I feel like why just to kind of skip to the end of all the people in the world why would he be the one that she's like yeah I'm gonna give up everything for this fucker this guy and I gotta tell you like Sarah we're about to have our first fight because I thought he was an idiot oh did you actually the first time I watched this movie I was like I love him I just think he's so romantic and then I'm like what is he doing? Like he just encourages her to pour her heart out to him about how she hasn't had sex in ages and she's super horny. And then he tells her he's a vet and his- Oh, he doesn't even tell her. No, that's right. The horse comes in (laughs) and then he's just sort of like poking the bear. You know, he's always just kind of like making fun of her. And she's, you know, at one point she's driving down the road and of course she gets a flat tire. And by the way, this, I have to say, knock on wood, that's never happened to me, but from movies, I'm going to expect that I'm going to fall in love when I get a flat tire, because that's all, that's the only purpose of having a flat tire ever or murdered or murdered. Those are my my two options, murdered or, so I'm really hoping for the first one, Yeah. (laughs) but he just, he says something to her, like, why don't you show me your frailty? I love frailty. And I'm like, get out of here, Sam Did he Shepherd. say that? How did yeah. I miss that? Gross. That is gross. And then he leans in for this kiss that I thought was so great back then. And now I got to say, it's kind of rapey. Okay, here's the thing with it is that I was actually saying, uh, when I was watching, I was like, oh, it's so interesting that he asks to kiss her, which when I was growing up, we were kind of like, it was drilled in our heads that, no, you don't ask to kiss, you kiss. Yes. And now we're learning, Absolutely. no, 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 you always get consent and you need to figure out how to make And that. it's actually quite sexy when he does yeah. it that time, for sure. Like when they're by the fridge. Yeah, that's after, the one I'm talking about. After, So I'm talking about when she's at the car mm-hmm. and they've changed the tire and she yells at him and she's like, I don't think, I'm not like one of your students. And I'm like, he's a vet. I don't even know why you think he has students, but okay. <laughs> And she's giving him a lecture, like, I'm an independent woman. People used to call me the tiger lady. And she's like, 
you know, she's got 17 scarves on and a huge coat and she <laughs> fucking giving it to him. And then she goes, what do you have to think about that? And he grabs her by the arms and plants a kiss on her. And I'm like, I don't, honey. I somehow have blanked on this. It's like my brain goes, nope. Yeah, because I buy that. So don't. she liked it because it's the 80s. So she right, liked yeah. it. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, well, when he does, so like, basically they go along and they really don't have much to do with each other because she's busy making organic baby food, which if you will believe this was a novel idea in the eighties. <laughs> Is that actually true? Like there was really oh, people were weird who made their own baby food because they were like, why wouldn't you just get Gerber's what's wrong with you? Like it's already in the thing and it has all the stuff in it that you need. Organic baby food was really not a thing. Like I had my first in 94. Yeah. And even then people were still like, oh, oh yeah. You're like a oh, earth. Actually, my family called me this. Oh, you're such an earth mother with a big <laughs> eye roll. I'm like, yeah, that's such a terrible thing to give you a kid. Like non-disgusting food. So that was actually a genius idea. And I sometimes wonder, I'm like, wait a minute. Did organic baby food come from baby food? From the That's so funny. It was not a thing at all. Wow. Oh my God. I had no idea. That is so hilarious. Second time. I feel really wise today. Yeah, really I know. Really <laughs> so so she yeah so she's making her baby food and I have to say as I'm looking back you know just from the lens of being a single mom I think just her whole thing in Vermont going off and even like the house kind of falling apart but like there's a scene for instance where she has to go out in the snow to get some pieces of wood to like go back in and make a fire I think that really informed what I wanted as a parent like I think yeah. I I liked that I was like oh no I just want to be off at some ranch in the middle of nowhere with my kids and you know jars of organic baby food which by the way are only made from apples which I, I you know I know later on she branches out into <laughs> she does she eventually moves into some zucchini and some squash but initially it is truly just apples it yeah. is yeah but I think when I look back like I think it's one of the reasons why when I did become a single mom when my youngest was two and my oldest was nine so like they're pretty little I do think, you know, because these, these movies do inform you, of course. I mean, that's yeah. the, you know, the whole idea. I think there was a little niggling of something in the back of my head that I was like, we can just have our own little, our own little nest, our own little space, you know, the, the group of us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, thank you, baby boom for lying to me about that. Like that was so freaking easy. But um, so anyways, back to Sam Shepard, we were fighting over him. So <laughs> So Sam Shepard's, he's just, he's not a, that appealing enough, you know? And yeah. actually I just read an interview with Diane Keaton where she said he was her favorite part of the movie. Oh. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause like he, like I said, like he's, he's nice and he's like, he's, he's a nice guy. And for a small town, I get it. Like he's got a stable job sure. and he's about her age it's basically what he says it's like we're the only two under yeah. 60 or whatever yeah but she has other options <laughs> you're more fantastic than that and I have to tell you as a, as a single mom who did raise kids in a small town 
It is a shallow, shallow pool. Oh yeah. And oh, my mom had, my mom, it was like when the internet finally appeared and there were chat rooms and whatever, she was like, peace. <laughs> oh yeah. I have to say like, I tried internet dating when it first became a thing. When, when we still called it internet dating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. But the thing is, because I am um, really picky about language, yeah. uh, like I, you know, you, you sort of pay attention to the syntax and all that. I was just, I was such a bitch. You know, I didn't, everybody who was on there, I was like, mm, spelling mistake. You know, it, it was like, I had my little red marker out for everybody. So I didn't do well with it. It was, uh, I was like a school marm, uh, but not in that <laughs> sexy way. So what are you going to do? But uh, yeah, so Sam Shepard, you know, spoiler alert, gets the girl mm-hmm. eventually. And I wouldn't say that they have a lack of chemistry. They seem to have okay chemistry. Yeah, I could, yeah. They're fine. Um, you know, so he, you know, the two of them kind of get together when they go to the cutest town dance I've ever seen. <laughs> In a town that is so small that when she and Elizabeth move there, they have to turn paint the number from 317 to they have to make the seven into a nine. Yeah, right? love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's supposed to be called Hadleyville or something like that. And yeah. so she's going around in the middle of this, this, I personally think pointless romance. I think that I think the movie would have been fine without it. I don't think you need it. And I think yeah. if it was made now, I don't know that they would have bothered with him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but she starts taking off with this organic baby food. She starts going around to little local general stores and and that sort of thing. And it just becomes this really big thing very quickly because Elizabeth does not age. This, okay, this is what I was going to say is what is the timeline of this movie? Because like she goes from, she moves to this small town. She gets this baby. She moves to a small town. She becomes a success with like, she's in all of these magazines and so much exposure because and her baby is this, yeah like, like <laughs> and the baby, baby is the exact same age <laughs> like has not aged which a could day. be seven or two months old we still don't know yeah, still not sure um maybe she is truly diane keaton's child because diane keaton doesn't change and neither does elizabeth there you go <laughs> so <laughs> cj does um become really successful, which, you know, we're all quite happy for in it. And here's the thing though that really bothers me. Do you notice that when she starts doing her business, because the beginning of the movie, it's all about how she doesn't have any free time. She can't get a, she can't get a break from the baby. She can't, you know, she's, she doesn't, she's always being pulled. The minute she decides to start her organic baby food business, she suddenly can leave the house without that kid all the time. <laughs> I know. And there's now there's an interesting single mom twist because it turns out that even if your plot changes, you still have to watch the kids. Yeah. Like it turns out they don't, they're not just like, oh, are you in an uptick in your plot? Okay, well, we'll just figure it out for ourselves. You still have to actually take care of them. Yeah. So that was an interesting because I was like, how is she at the library? How is she? I, at the yes. And there's no explanation. I know. Still it's a fantasy. A stroller. She's this still is a fantasy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just got mad, and I'm still mad about the lack of a stroller. Really, she spent. She had a stroller in one scene. She there was that. one scene, yeah, and is she was the nanny? in. Yeah, the nanny had uh, like the German nanny. Yeah, 
He had a stroller. Yes. And when she was trying to like race that other woman walking to work. Oh, yeah. New York. That was funny. And I have to say, you know, we're a little bit shitting on this. It's a great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. It's very fun. And it actually. Yeah. Like it's very. uh over the top in some ways but but not like it's what's so interesting about it is like it's it's a farce but it doesn't go so far that it's completely unbelievable it's still like this lovely fantasy that you're like I mean maybe this could happen yeah maybe I could buy a huge farm in Vermont and never work yeah or have any prospect of working because the baby (laughs) food thing just sort of accidentally happens exactly so she just bought a farm with a child and has no, no intention. And it's like, well, I'm just going to go through the money I already had and see what happens. <laughs> she and runs that, out in like, what, two weeks? <laughs> two weeks or six years. We or really have no idea. Like, sure. again, we, we can never base it on Elizabeth because that child also can never get past like, mama, hi. And then she weirdly calls Sam Shepard, dada. Okay, we got to talk about that because she then JC's explanation for that is, oh, she's at that age now where all men are data. I'm like, where did she get that, that from? Age is uh, a 19 year old girl in a porn. <laughs> exactly. you know? That's not that's not a baby age. That's not a thing. Uh, that's they they don't call you anything. They just wait Sugar to find data. out. <laughs> they just wait to find out what you are. And then yeah. they just sit there and you're like, this is actually, I have his name somewhere. He's Dr. Jeff Cooper. Oh, there you go. Ugh, even the name. <laughs> yes. Of course he's a Jeff Cooper. So yeah. So she just immediately calls him data because that's of course, part of the single mom fantasy too. Right. Yeah. Because you're only supposed to want to be a single mom for like a little while. Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to do it forever. You can't be doing that forever. So you got to, you got to land a man. And, and again, he's, he's fine. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Like whenever you describe somebody and your voice goes up like that, that's not a good sign. <laughs> he's fine. fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's all right. And uh, so she does get this call after they go to their little town dance and they go home and do it. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes actually is their little fridge scene. That was quite cute. Uh, when he, as, as Sarah was saying, when he does, ask for permission but in this really cute way to kiss her where he says like okay like yeah no and I liked that I thought like you said it's a little ahead of the times yeah yeah little little consent not a bad thing we all not a bad thing yeah it's it's so interesting now like I was saying it's like you know when uh making consent sexy and it's like she does seem to kind of still hesitate and it's like, oh God, please close the fridge door because yeah. that like that has definitely been drilled in my head since I was a kid. It's like, yeah. you open the door and you close the door immediately. There's no standing in front of it trying to decide what you're going to get. And also you've got all your, <laughs> you've got all your, your product in there. You're going to get all your products yeah. out of that if you don't watch it. Exactly. Close the door, make out later. (laughs) Make out later and just go and do it. So they go and they do it. Um, I'm going to guess, I'm going to make an educated guess that Diane likes him enough, JC likes him enough in this movie. I bet she takes off a full layer when they're doing it. (laughs) I think you might be right. (laughs) I think so. I think at least one nightgown comes off. (laughs) Scarf is still on, but 
one of the scarves came the off. The scarf too. and the socks are still on. <laughs> one cold. second, she just has a chemise. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a drafty house <laughs> the drafty house and the cardigan probably gets put back on after the nightgown gets taken off you know because yeah. she loves to cover up that girl which you know she's she's living in the right area for it her house is freezing yeah so she gets a phone call from the marketing you know james spader's business or whatever and Fritz, I guess it's her boss's name. And they ask her to come back. And I have to say, we, we did sort of gloss over this, but when she first has Elizabeth, how apologetic she has to be to every man at work mm-hmm. over needing to be there for her baby. And it's, that was very real. So like everybody's, you know, rolling their eyes and they're frustrated and they're very dismissive of anything she has to do. And she has to basically be like, no, no, I don't even like, like this kid. It's fine. You yeah. know, like, I really don't, I'm, I'm doing this under duress. I still like all of you way better than that helpless baby who is a newborn or seven years old. We don't know. And, <laughs> but now she gets called in because they're, they want to have a meeting with her about her baby food business that is booming uh-huh, baby food. uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh <laughs> so she goes down to the city and it's this really sort of triumphant moment you know she goes back into the business into the building and everybody's greeting her the interesting thing is one of the guys greets her with a freaking teddy bear do you remember that yeah exactly like, oh, where's the little one where's the little one it's like fuck you you didn't like the kid like i don't yeah, know yeah exactly and uh, business it's business people it's what they do it's exactly. like smarmy I mean I would fall for it and then what are you t- <laughs> so do you remember what the deal was because this is interesting oh me. let me think I didn't write down all of the details but oh I didn't um, either we can just like guess ish okay yeah so it was like I think it was a they were going to um give her an annual salary of like three million dollars three hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is like three million now yeah exactly and I think they were also going to buy her so she was going to be the COO for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus like some crazy bonus um depending on sales and I think they were going to buy the company for three million dollars I think that's where the three million came from right yeah and they were going to um, put her up in an apartment in New York. All of that was, yeah. they were going to buy her an apartment in, in New York. And what else was there? Um, it was like the craziest deal ever. Like, it was a really good deal. It was a like, very good deal. A really good deal. And it was actually given to her by like, so the, the big, you know, account that she got beforehand it's it was a food company and that's the food company that wants to buy it by her by her business and you know like she's a little pissy with them which i i get you know like oh yeah because was this just two weeks ago or was it six years ago who knows (laughs) they don't worry about it's still fresh or not i have to say (laughs) i kind of respect it because they don't care they're like you know what you're not here for a timeline you're here to just look at this single mother like she's a really weird specimen and you're you know you're gonna love her house and all that stuff but yeah so she turns down the deal with no negotiation no nothing (laughs) she just walks (laughs) in and gives this weird speech and I'm like no why I know like negotiate a little bit sell the company or 
something. Although I, okay, I did go back and forth on this. And I was like, what an idiot. Like, yeah, just, me too. you know, but then I was also like, okay, I do like that they threw in the line that they said, if you think that um, it can be on every shelf in every store in America, oh, yeah. then I can do that too. I don't need you. You know, I, yeah, I, you're right. I've done this myself. Like that, yeah. So I do like that. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but take the money and let somebody else do it. Like just start something else. (laughs) And even like at one point, somebody says, you know, we're going to do a production in Cleveland and she, oh right, she kind of says no. And they said, okay, well, we can talk about that. Yeah. So So they're open to negotiation. (laughs) I don't understand what you're doing. And, you know, yes, she, and also we should point out that when she's doing this, she has like an entire team of people who appear to be her friends. Yeah. Cause she doesn't really ever talk to or acknowledge. And they just are packaging up the food and she's got this big barn with like her organic baby thing on. And like, I don't know who's designing, like there's all this stuff. I don't know what happened. I don't know how she did this so quickly. I'm, I'm, and how did she do it raising that child who doesn't have a stroller? Yeah. Like she had to do that with one arm. Yeah. That kid only walks sometimes. And like really when she just feels like it and she just doesn't really ever seem to feel like it. Yeah. So she turns down this amazing offer um, because she says, I'm not the tiger lady anymore. And I did want to say, JC, you're more attached to that. Like you've called yourself that more, <laughs> more than anybody. It's like when you give yourself a nickname in high school, you know, and it's like, I don't think anyone else is calling you that. And are you giving up lifetime security for you and your child? Exactly who might need it for the therapy she's going to need, because let's not forget her parents died and there's no mention and of it just like they her never off. existed. And then they just shipped her yeah. off and signed her over in her pea coat and her matching yeah. hat at the airport with that lady who was like, you got to take this kid. I'm going off to Florida to visit my sister, which that, <laughs> that was a little weird too. So <laughs> yeah, I, know, so I gotta I, go now. I don't understand it. So she gives up the uh, the thing because Sam Shepard asked her to go to bingo. <laughs> That's right. Wait, are you going to miss bingo tonight? Oh, and no, she's like, I'll be back shoot. in time. Ooh, no, I'll be back in time. I'm just going to turn down the deal of a lifetime <laughs> yeah. uh, for bingo. Hope I win. 50 bucks. 50 bucks, maybe. 50 maybe. Bucks. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And... You know, I, yeah, yeah, the, the ending was a real bummer for me. <laughs> it, I know. it Honestly, I know, because I was like, okay, I guess I'll just believe that she gets really successful on her own and she doesn't need that offer. But I was like, why, why didn't you just negotiate that you stay in Vermont and you only have to come in every quarter or something. And they were going to give her an apartment. They were going to give her whatever apartment she wanted in New York City. Yeah, she's crazy. So I, maybe I- she did it for a man. (laughs) Like, that's really what it is. That was really problematic for me because I'm like, you are, like, I have to tell you, no single mom watching that movie is going, good for you. You go back- to Hadleyville where 
yet another stranger's babysitting Elizabeth and you guys sit in the window and stare off into space and wait for bingo to start. That's the happy <laughs> ending I was looking for. Yeah. That's no, no JC. And just That's- because it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting at the end does not make it so. <laughs> no, exactly. And you know, you got to still keep that house. It's just your house. Yeah. On back there after accepting the deal. Although, you know, when I think about it, Nancy Myers really does drop the ball every once in a while with her endings, you know, like she, <laughs> she knows the house we want. Yeah. Sometimes some of the outfits, she knows the babies we like. I don't know that she knows the endings we like all the time. No, no offense, Nancy. You really try and I love your movies. I think we've just evolved. That's all. <laughs> I think so. But, you know, yeah. So when you first watched that movie, mm-hmm. so Obviously, it wasn't like your own situation because she didn't own five-star video, but there was clearly something that like resonated with you. Yeah. So what do you, do you remember what that was? Oh gosh. Um, I think what it, I think it's that my mom was um, like a real kind of, my mom isn't, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but like not super successful, um, but tried really hard Mm -hmm. so she always had some sort of a business you know like she was very entrepreneurial yeah Yeah, that's cool didn't work out but she was always trying um so I think that kind of thing and then you know of course the small town life because I grew up in small town Nova Scotia um and like I don't know it was like because I must have been you know, if 87 so was four when it came out. So I probably saw it when I was like, I was watching everything by the time oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, eight. I was watching Freddy movies when I was six. There's no boundaries. No, no. No, of course like, not. no, no. Yeah. Just don't go behind the orange curtain was. <laughs> that was oh, it. yes. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. So there was, we just play by the orange curtain, go push me, push me. <laughs> anyway, that's a story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> So I probably saw Baby Boom. I mean, and I feel like it was probably on TV a bunch, but it was just, I don't know. It's one of those movies that it felt nostalgic even as a child. Yes, that's actually a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. There's some weird nostalgia to it for a life that you have not had. Exactly. And even like, even watching it now and going, and I like read a bit about it that they were, um paying homage to oh I don't remember the the movies but there was like a Catherine Hepburn movie that was similar from the 40s um Good Mother or anyway I don't know I'm, I'm sure I'm getting yeah, I'm actually going to be going back and doing some of the older ones so if you remember <laughs> oh nice yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up um but yeah there was like it was movies from like the 30s and 40s of yeah, women yeah. who are trying to have it all and and raise kids um but so I think that that really must have come across because that was the feeling I got watching it again was this like nostalgia for yeah. something that I have no connection to but I still had that feeling you know oh for sure and you know I actually do think Diane does I don't actually even know does she have children in real life I, I don't know. I don't know I don't but know she she and that baby have a real bond in that movie yeah like you certainly see in movies where 
you know, the act, the actor is, is they're struggling a bit, you know, but sh those two they're, I think maybe that's what it is. It's, she really plays a loving person really well. And maybe that's what it is. Like, maybe we're all just nostalgic for Diane Keaton. Yeah. Maybe, Honestly, that could be her and Susan really Sarandon. <laughs> She's so sort of timeless because she just always, you know, she knows her look yeah. credit to her. She knows her, like she always looks great. Yeah, and sure. she just has her own shtick that she does. And I don't know. And then there's the look of the movie, you know, like the way they make New York look. Mm -hmm. There's something kind of sweet about it, but also kind of off-putting. And yeah. then Vermont, I mean, I'm, you know, I grew up in a small town as well. So the town was my, the town I live in was bigger and had a much bigger homeless community than uh, the oh. one. Yeah. <laughs> one this wasn't quite as cute. But right. uh, yeah. <laughs> But there is something very nostalgic about it. It's like it's like a Christmas movie almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I it know. has that vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The like gingerbread-looking kind of houses and the the market, and everybody knows your name and all of that. Yeah. Now, as far as the portrayal of a single mom on film, I would say this one lands much heavier on the unrealistic yeah. uh, side for me. The, but there are certain elements, like actually the whole thing of her just getting a kid dropped in her lap. Mm -hmm. There are times, even when you grew that baby inside you and they're there, that you do, I remember sometimes looking at my kids at the tops of their little heads and thinking like, when are their parents coming? You know, like you do have this weird thought where you do feel this sort of, they're like, they're like these little foreign beings. So I did kind of understand that where you just feel like, how am I supposed to know how to do anything? Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know? And okay. I'm glad that that's a universal thing too, because oh, yeah. like feeling, feeling this baby moving around inside of me is yeah. very like, I love the feeling, first of all. Yes, of course. But when I feel it, it's like, oh yeah, you're a person. And like, I'm going to meet you and then we have to hang out forever. Forever, yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, I hope we like mostly, each other. Yeah, I'm supposed to mostly like you, but you could be an asshole. I don't know. Yeah, right? Like, I remember crying when I was pregnant for my first, my first boy, Callum, um, because I was like, what if he's not that funny? <laughs> so many times I'm like oh as long as they're funny <laughs> yeah like I just want somebody who's like what if they're boring I mean I've yeah. seen like, this idea that all kids are so cute and everything like that listen I used to work in daycare and stuff lots of them are idiots I'm not gonna yeah. lie I mean yeah. mine could be sometimes too but one thing they've got going they're real funny you yeah. know they were always real funny and boy, single mom yeah yeah it's like you better entertain me because I'm not going anywhere I have no life you're my TV. In fact, we used to play a game. I just had a recovered memory. Jesus, this is not, not really a bragging thing, but oh well, where they would stand on a little cart and I would pretend to have a remote control and they would be my TV show. Oh my God, I love that. And then when they got a bit boring, I would change the channel. <laughs> I don't want to watch that show anymore. Let's do the next one. Oh my yeah. God, that is brilliant. Because yeah. kids can get stuck on like oh some shtick and you're God. just like, oh, okay, move on. Yeah. You do channel. To, oh, I love you it. You have to do some fake laughing. We'll have to swipe up now. Like, you swipe up. No. Or no. like, no. 
swipe left or whatever it is. No, keep going. You <laughs> no, no. Good. Try but, again. Uh, yeah. And do you find too, when you're like, when you're asleep and the baby moves, mm -hmm. it's a little bit creepy. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because you almost forget in your sleep. Yes. And then you're like, oh, God, what the hell was that? And you're like, oh, that's my child. No, no. I, and then it's like, oh, no, no, I love you. It's not, yeah. it's not I don't like you. Yeah. You're great. I just it's forget great. about you yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that really, you know, and so that sort of whole thing where she's like carrying this kid around and she doesn't really know what to do with it, whatever. I mean, I have to say I've never carried my child like that. That scared the. I know. I was like, was that legally allowed? That's my thought too, was like, okay, is that a dummy or is that a real child? And then the hand would move. And I'm like, that's a real child. That's Elizabeth. Yeah. She's very committed to her art. I was very impressed. Like, like her was... arm could have take, come out of its socket. Like I didn't, I would, and again, I got that it was a choice, you know, that she, but I was like, she has to have seen somebody carry a child in her yeah. life. You know, she was one. Doesn't she remember? Yeah. So, you know, like there were, it does, it's a little unrealistic, but there are emotional things that do feel quite real in this. And the, the push-pull of wanting, not just work, but actually wanting another thing, like you talked about, being yeah. an actress and working in marketing. Yeah. And wanting that still. And having that little bit of a fear that you're going to lose that. Because mm -hmm. I do think there's a societal push to be just like not just not just be a mom but like for that to be your identity rather than just one of your roles you mm -hmm. know like that's a, I, I always kind of say that like it's it's really important to remember in my opinion that motherhood is a role it's yeah. not who you are it's one of the very important roles but like you're still allowed to want other things so that was something in baby boom that I thought was really good that even when she went off and did this whole dream thing there was still a little part of her there was an entrepreneur and wanting to do something and wanting something for herself. And I, yeah, so I did like that part of it. I mean, I like yeah. the whole movie. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You it know. really is a fun movie. Oh yeah. But I mean, there aren't a lot of single moms who can just go buy a, what did she, what was it like 60 acres or something? Yeah. It's something crazy. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, but it's and sight unseen. Like that's what I like. Not even like she circled it in a newspaper and oh, then called right. them up. Because <laughs> there's not internet. So she can't even go on, you know, realtor.ca and like yeah. the, also known as every Friday night for me. Yeah. Know? Oh, I like that you limit it to Fridays. <laughs> I do. Okay. It's probably more than that. Yeah. That was me trying to sound cool. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I am obsessed. It is all I do. And oh, if you really, okay, this is totally beside the point. You like just edit this part out, but like viewpoint.ca is a Nova Scotian thing. <gasps> if you just want to get lost because they will give you every, you can look at listings from 2008 and see how much houses cost then. Oh, I, I kind of wish you hadn't told me that. Oh, you're going to be obsessed. You can look at the pictures from back then and how, like how much it costs then how much it's sold for how long it sat on the market oh it's not that and they make up, like stories for the people in the house oh like, yeah what's going on there you know that yeah it must have been a divorce yeah yeah 100 <laughs> and here's the worst when you really get quite meta with your house obsession when you've got house centers international on the tv yeah. ever since they put it on amazon prime what are you doing to me like i'm that's all i'm doing and then yeah. you're on your phone yes like you know and meanwhile, my house is a mess around me. Right? <laughs> Just a disgusting mess. 
game. It's like, it's like, oh, but that's why I'm looking is because I'm like, well, this house is falling apart. I got to get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not choosing this one of my yeah. three options. This one's not one of them. Yeah. I'm choosing one of the other ones. Yeah, I'm going to list it. I'm going to list it. And I'm definitely not editing this out because let's face it, the house is my favorite character in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, the, you know, the that hearth. hearth I know. Hearth, I never know if I'm saying I say hearth, but the other reason I say hearth was because I grew up singing and there was a song, it was a folk song that had hearth in it. Which one is it? Oh, God, I don't remember. But I just remember going, it seems like it should be hurt. <laughs> And hearth, hearth does make more sense. Hearth. hearth sounds right. On the hearth. Well, you basically, anyway. that like you could walk inside that fireplace. Like, oh, that I know. Incredible. Yeah. So, so where did we watch it? Was it on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Uh, it was Prime. It? It, was, um, yeah, so it, was it was Amazon Prime and it was uh, 30 day free MGM is what I got. Because apparently I hadn't done the MGM one yet. Oh, I've already done the MGM one. I think oh. I always get tricked in. Oh, me too. That's why I was, I was shocked that I hadn't for this one. I was like, MGM, did this just like reset or something? I was like, all right. You have Stack TV, right? I can only assume on Amazon Prime. I do not. (gasps) That's how you get all the home shows. It's got HGTV and everything on there. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be nursing soon. I was just, that's exactly (laughs) what I just thought. I was like, all you have to do is like sit with the tea or whatever and nurse your baby and just what I wouldn't have given. Like, that's why I watched, oh, I, I was still watching Oprah when my oh, husband was born. I miss Oprah. I, I miss Oprah. I miss old fashioned Oprah who was doing kind of trashy TV. Oh yes. So elevated, you know, she really, <laughs> she was so, so classy, but I'm like, you know, that you, you know, you have some, yeah. you're just Jerry Springer, but you are, <laughs> you just have a, a better modulated voice. That's all that is. <laughs> Yeah. So listen, we're going to, uh, this was, this was such a blast. I know this is so fun. I loved it. I love these. I just love talking about single moms on a film, whether it's single moms or your single mom adjacent or my new thing, which feels scary to say, or an ally to single moms. (laughs) You you know, you like us. I love it. There's a million single mom movies out there and uh, you know, I guess I really should tell people how to contact me at some point. I haven't done that yet. But before we do all that, mm-hmm. I like to end with a positive moment, like a, a, a little a little hopeful thing um, mm-hmm. that you got out of being raised by a single mom. And I will try and think of another one. I've done a few now and I'm worried I'm going to run out. <laughs> um, okay. The positive thing about being raised, there's so many, honestly. Like, Good. Um, I... I'm so glad this is awful, but I'm so glad my father was not in my life. So that my mom had the strength to leave bad relationships and not have to put her kids through that. I think that's like, you know, just on the grand scheme of things, that is super important. Um, And then, oh, single mom, this, this is something that seems like she shouldn't have been able to do it because um who else was running things but my mom was really good at being super involved when we were in like elementary school so she was always like the chaperone on field trips me too and yeah like I I still I value that so much thinking back I loved I loved that she did that um and she was like you know always on the PTA and 
like the president of it or whatever. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, where did you have the time? Wow. How did you do that? Yeah, it's you. I have to say, I did. It's funny. I, I think that's the first time I've heard that about another single mom doing that. I was always volunteering on my kids' school trips and in their classrooms. And it was my way to make sure they weren't getting screwed up. That's yeah. what it was. Like it seemed very altruistic. But I was just, I just wanted eyes on them to see how they were around other people and right. to know that they were, they were on the right track, you know, and, and I bet for your mom, if you ever asked her, I bet she just wanted to make sure you guys were okay. Yeah. I also found, and this might be a wrong, but there was a bit of a stigma uh, being a single mom in my town, even, even when I was doing it, you know, and that was obviously relatively recent and being a presence at the school made a huge difference because they see you and they see you being the kind of mom you are with your kid and that you know your kids are pretty nice and you're you're pretty on top of things within reason and it may I, I do feel like it made a subconscious difference to the way things went at school it just did yeah oh I didn't even think of it that yeah. way yeah because she was super involved um yeah. with all like especially the girls because it was like two boys and then three girls yeah um but yeah so that you're probably right that she's yeah. able I bet to ever ask her I bet she'd say that I bet it's just you know it's a it's a thing especially I think if you have several children um on your own yeah you know you you just think the tide could take them yeah, yeah for sure and it's you know because we live in a small town there's a lot of boredom a lot of drugs yeah, yeah. A lot of mess in this town yeah, fortunately. And I was always very vigilant that that that's like the one thing I can't screw up, you know, like I actually have to be on top of that. You know, I yeah. screwed up at jobs and men, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that thing, it's like, no, you, you really can't be like I said, a C plus passing grade. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And you did, you know, so I bet your mom was the same. And uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, and it's for me, I actually think one of the best things for me about being a single mom is that we are still such, um, we're such equals, the boys and I, like, we're not pals, you know, like, we're friendly, as you said, but we're really in it together. Like, so if there's ever a problem, for instance, we just got stuck um, in Halifax for four days when our flight was canceled, and there was this big hullabaloo, it was a whole oh. thing. But everybody understands that we all have to step in. Like we all have to. So it's like, okay, this one is like, you know, trying to find a hotel and this one's doing this and this one's, and they're young guys and they just get it. And I think that's, I don't know if that's a single mom thing. Yeah. I don't know because that's, that's my only experience, but we really, we're, we're a real little team and it's, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So Sarah, tell us a little bit, give us, I, I realized we skipped right past your bio. Oh yeah. <laughs> and which I'm going to include uh, when we, when we release the podcast, but if you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, sure. uh, and if you want to share your social media stuff, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So um, I am an actor, a voice actor, probably more than I do like commercials and whatever. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about right now is I uh, wrote and co-starred and co-created a little show with uh, my friend Jonathan Torrance called Bollies. And that will be coming out on Bell 5 TV 1, uh, which is kind of like um, 
it's kind of like regional television, but you gotta listen. I was just gonna say, so. <laughs> don't don't undersell it. That's amazing. Yeah, I really shouldn't. I'm like super excited about. This I was show. just gonna say, just actually doing the writing and then getting people who are interested to watch it. You've yeah. won. You're done. Like, I yeah. I think people are excited. It hasn't come out yet. It'll. Uh, I don't even. There isn't a date yet, but it should be within the next. Um, I think honestly, I said this to my sister the other day that it's like, I think my two babies will be born at the same time. Yeah, I was just wondering. <laughs> I was just wondering if it's going to be around. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I think I'll miss the premiere, but it's called Bollies. It'll be on Bell Five TV One. Hopefully, it'll blow up and it'll be even bigger, and we'll see more. But it's about. Um, like, as I said, actually earlier, my, uh, my house burnt down when I was a kid. So this is about volunteer firefighters who are misfits in a small town, Nova Scotia. Oh, that um, sounds fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully I it'll be really funny. That. Oh yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And where can people find you on social media if you'd like them to? Sure. Um, so, well, okay. So, uh, Twitter, you can find me at Sarah D McCarthy. Um, and then, you know what, let's leave it at that. My, sure. My Instagram's open, but you don't need to find me on there. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm, yeah, exactly. I get it. Well, Sarah, this was so fun. Thanks. Excellent choice. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Choice. So fun. And uh, we shall talk to you soon. And great. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks everybody for hopefully listening. Well, you better be anyways, because that'd be, you know, be nice. Okay. Thanks everyone. I have a really bad sign off. Bye. Bye.